0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We're on ESPN. You were presented by Progressive Insurance, and Harry Douglas is in for Jay today. It's a tale of two cities, the best of times, the worst of times. Last year, best of times in L.A. for the Rams, won the Super Bowl, worst of times for the Giants, another miserable Losing season, and now this year so far, now not that the Giants are going to go on to win the Super Bowl or the Rams are going to be bad, but the Rams just got waxed by the Cowboys. But we'll see how how it all pans out by the end of the year. Rams just got destroyed by that Cowboys pass rush, and the Giants just beat the Packers in London. They, you know, it's a very what a difference a couple of months make.
2: But Max, I got to ask you: Do you really watching the Rams? Do you really think they're going to get
1: better? Well, they they have real problems. And, and, and the problem is no OBJ, no Robert Woods, no Andrew Whitworth. I don't know how you – No Von Miller. No Von Miller. The, so the pass rush not the same. The protection for the quarterback is not the same. You're not going to be able to run the ball the same. You're not going to protect the quarterback the same. And who he's throwing to isn't the same.
3: Cam Akers doesn't look like Cam Akers of the second half of the season from a year ago. That's for sure. Correct. It, that, so Sean McVay is – I mean, he's up at night right now. He's staying up at night. He's got to figure out how to get the football to other people outside of a Cooper Cup. The Cooper Cup is productive. There's no question about it. And he, he, you know, he gives them opportunities to win games. But you got to find somebody else. You got to develop another guy. I don't know who that other guy is,
1: but it's not what they have currently on the roster. And that's the Rams, right, who've already done a whole lot recently. The Giants don't have any receivers on the roster either, and they're making <laughs> lemonade out of lemons so far. Let's be honest, like, they, they are from a team that... Think of how miserable the Giants were just last year. They switch coaches, how the Rams are on top of the world. The Rams have an embarrassment of receivers. They sign OBJ. Oh, it turns out we need him because Robert Woods got hurt. No problem. OBJ's on his way to winning the Super Bowl MVP. Gets hurt. No problem. We still got enough to win. Giants had nobody. We're going nowhere. No coach. No nothing. And then you blink. They ain't got a receive. They, who's their top receiver right now? And yet Daniel Jones... Under the guidance of Brian Dable and and Wink got the defense playing and Saquon's return, it's a new day for the Giants. The Giants might actually be good. They were, last week, if you remember, they
3: were number nine in my power ranking, which changes from week to week. Obviously, I may have 10 teams one week, six, seven, five, whatever I decide to do. Yeah. But they hit the ninth spot. And then they go out and they beat the Green Bay Packers in London, something I didn't think that they would be able to do. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. I thought Green Bay was a much better football team. But did I underestimate the Giants just based on where we looked at them coming into the season at Mm -hmm. and saying, ah, this team new coach, the quarterback, no fifth-year option. Saquon Barkley, no fifth-year option. Who are the receivers? Did we underestimate them? Are they actually really a much better football team than what we gave them credit for at the start of the season.
2: But but I think rightfully so, though. When you have a season like the Giants had last year and then years prior to that, we can only go by, you know, what they displayed and gave us to go off of. Now, I would say you you, you take a few weeks back to Monday Night Football. we got to remember now, this Giants team, if receivers can catch a cold and hold on to the football, if the offensive line can block just 10% more – they may have beat the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football. So I think Brian Dable and the job that he's been able to do um, and have the mindset, okay, we're not going to focus on who's not playing or who's not here, but what do we have here with us right now? How can we make this work? How can we put ourselves in positions to win football games? And when it gets to the fourth quarter, Can we push through and go ahead and do that? They've been able to do it so far this season. That's why they're 4-1. And
1: I hate to sound like a broken record on this, and it's not the sexy, glamorous thing to talk about, but guys, I don't care how much football changes. To me, it still comes down. The most important place on the field is the offensive line to me. If you have an offensive line, you have a running game. If you don't, you don't. I don't care who your running back is. If you have an offensive line, you have a passing game. If you don't, it's very hard. I don't care who your quarterback and receivers are. It's hard. The Giants, early on, looked like, look, their, their offensive line, Evan Neal, of course, a rookie, co- a, a rookie uh, 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 tackle on the right side against that Dallas pass rush. You knew he was going to have, a, a, what's his name, the, the, the Eagles drafted that, that tackle back in the day, and he went up against the Giants' pass rush, rush and got used, right? Like, that's, that's what's going to happen. You put a rookie there. But Evan Neal was drafted up high for a reason, right? He's coming along. Andrew Thomas started slow. Yeah. But, the, but the offensive line at the tackle positions, those are really skills positions. But, but, it takes a minute. And now the line's coming together. They're blocking better for the run. They're protecting the quarterback more. And just like that, the Giants turn around. Remember I
3: told you, though, Max,
1: when you complained about
3: the offensive line and complained about what uh, Gettleman drafted, and, ah, this guy can't play, and this guy ain't And I said to you, I said, Maybe it's the scheme. Mm-hmm. Maybe there the scheme go, team. Yep. doesn't allow them, Harry, to use their full potential. And you think about it. I think they went through three offensive line coaches yeah. under Judd. Like, come yep. like, Yeah, but like, also, I, I didn't have a problem
1: with Andrew Thomas. I had a problem with drafting him instead of Justin Herbert. No, it's That's not. That's different than it, you know. It, it well, they had a quarterback. Well, I didn't Stop. think so at the time. They, they but I th- I'm starting to think so now that they're protecting them a little bit and they got a coach scheming some stuff up even without receivers. It's all protections. It's all well, – a, a lot it, of it, it be it, protections.
2: Yes, and Max, remember we had these conversations about with Brian Dable when he was in Buffalo – and how Josh Allen gets the football out quick. You're not just sitting there patting it, holding on to it, right, to allow playmakers to do their thing. That's the thing with Daniel Jones. You can't allow him to just sit there in the pocket and just pat the football, pat the football. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Now a turnover occurs. Get the football out to him quick. That's why I love preseason gave us a, 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 a prenotation a They're like, hey, this, this team is going to get the football out quick, and they're not going to sit back there and hold it. And then Dan Olowski brought up another good point. When they are going to max protect – well, I'm only going to send two guys out in routes, but I'm going to make sure he does have the protection when he does drop back was five- and seven-step drop and be able to have a clean pocket to deliver the football.
3: Yes, they dummied it down, simplified yep. it. And yep. and, and doesn't, make, doesn't mean that he's not smart. It just means that we're going to simplify things from an offensive standpoint. Slow it down for because you. Because it could be being like on the Audubon where it's just flying past you. And that's where he was at. The guys had three head coaches in three different systems. Not going to work. It, it just, it's hard. And now as time goes by, he becomes better. He gets more comfortable. He may never be Dan Marino. Never, ever. Who is? But yeah. at the end of the day, there's a lot of quarterbacks that play that go on and win championships that get boosted up for obvious reasons that are solid and sound and hit at the right time. If he hit in the playoffs, if they get in the playoffs and he – plays his best in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's, all you, that's all that really matters.
1: Now, I know you two have a combined uh, over two decades of experience playing receiver in the NFL, but I'm some guy with opinions, damn it. So let me tell you something. <laughs> <Oz>. <laughs> uh, you know who else has a lot of experience in the NFL? Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, was on DiPietro and Rothenberg. By the way, I think I called them Rick and DiPietro earlier. D'Pietro and Rothenberg. I once did that to a Mason in Ireland. Uh, but his name is Rick. Yeah, but I called it. I called it the Rick show. and D'Pietro. Oh, this <laughs> first and last name. Yeah, I once Mason and Ireland have a great show on L.A. radio. Key and I are both working at the station seven ten. And Mace tells me when I first met him, I said, "Oh, I heard." I was like, "Hey, I'm Max Kellerman. You're Mason Ireland, right?" Like I called them both names. I, I have a problem. All right, here is Rex Ryan on D'Pietro and Rothenberg on. The giants coaching situation that was an ideal situation to come into because you got a guy that nobody liked there wasn't a person in that building that liked him no fan liked him and you're walking in saying all right let's go i'm gonna be myself like the great thing is about brian he can just walk in and be himself because he's a good guy a genuine guy i think that's that's what it was and it just is like look we're gonna work our butts off but you know, all of a sudden they look like different players, don't they? Because they're not—they don't have that freaking anchor uh, that that just destroyed that that team, you know, for for those years. And and Brian all look, and it it might not go this well at the end of the year. Like you know, they might not make the flash. But all I know is the cloud and all that has left the building, and and it's and it's kind of cool to be a Giant fan.
3: No, Maybe it really right is. Now, and I, but I've been telling you that though, right? Max
1: is like Brian Daval, Ian. Joe Judge, out. They didn't like Joe Judge. He said no one in the building liked Joe Judge.
3: You could when the dude got hired. Yeah. First he got hired mysteriously weird because he wasn't <laughs> ready
1: to. Why are you laughing, Harry? Well, he had the number one qualification you need to get hired. <laughs> what? He's not he Eric said, the Enemy.
3: Oh. How well. he, That's how, the main how thing.
1: And the new head coaching job, you sit down, Harry. The first thing they say is, we don't like your style. Oh, we we don't think you have a good track record. Right? You don't have enough experience. You've never been a coordinator. What do you have going for you? Why should we hire you? <laughs> I'm not Eric the You got the job. That's how it works. That's how these interviews work, I'm pretty
2: Key, sure. Key said mysteriously
3: weird. Yeah, <laughs> mysteriously weird hired. Like, what did he ever do to get hired? Oh, and to begin man. with, this is not a Joe Judge bastard machine, but in the end, Harry, come on, man. You're calling the spade a spade, like, a spade like, what, honestly.
2: That's all he's doing.
3: What did he ever do to get hired? He was a special teams coordinator in nope. a receiver coach. And you know in the league, he wasn't coaching no. You think he can coach me or you? Like let's be honest with each other.
2: Listen, we had he, you, are, like, you are you already you know how that's gonna go. Ter- <laughs> yeah,
3: come on, man. Charlie Williams and Richard Mann and Terry Rubisky and Todd Haley, those are real receiver coaches. That's why we were so ultra productive when we played. So Joe Judge get a job based on
1: the relationship. Look at, look at the receiving numbers that the Patriots put up every year. Look oh, at these incredible God, receivers stop. on the page. But Tom they, Brady looked around <laughs> at the Patriots receiver and said, I gotta go. I'm sorry, I gotta but go. They
3: figured it out anyway. And decided, okay, we're gonna package this thing up with Joe Shane and Brian Dayball, and we're gonna bring them here, and we're gonna make it work. As Soon as he his press conference, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna be all right.
1: Yeah, they're you could be, tell right as soon as you heard the press be fine. conference. It passed the smell it, test. It it, nope. it
3: it certain press conferences for coaches, you know they're gonna be all right. You just know. It's like.
1: When he had his Harry. I was like, oh, they're going to be fine. Oh, oh, pardon me, guys. We have a seven-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion from the New York area. Hit you with the spin move. You never know what happened. Dwight Freeney on with us right now. What's going on, champ?
4: Uh, nothing much, man. Fellas, how you doing?
1: What's up? You doing well. What do you think about Brian Dable and how the Giants won yesterday?
4: Well, you know what? It's It's interesting. You know, everybody wants to keep counting out the Giants. You know, I think it's a little bit of PTSD, right? All the past issues that they've had, oh, there's no way they're going to win this game. Um, But they are being galvanized by their head coach, all right? And they believe. And belief means so much in the game of football. And you guys know that is those who played. If you don't believe in the system, if you don't believe in the coach, you're not going to perform at your best. And those guys are. And I think, you know, those guys have a good formula. Hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley and let him do what he does. Okay? And pass when we need to pass. Uh, but if, with that formula, I think they have a chance to doing something this year. You know, I don't know how far they're going to get. You know, they have, they're they really banged up that receiver and all of that. But as of right now, you know, they're looking pretty good.
3: Being one of the best pass rushers to ever do it, Dwight seven time pro bowler, Super Bowl champion, all of those sort of things. I don't even know how many sacks you had in your career, but it, it was more than I could count on one hand. That's for damn sure. What did you make of the roughing the passer call in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer Atlanta Falcons game?
4: Oh, my goodness. Keisha, hey, I'm I have, I'm still sick about that. I don't think you guys have enough time on air for me to talk about all of the bad calls as far as roughing the passer. Um But this one in particular really bothered me. Um, I think, you know, they thought about, hey, what happened to Tua last week, you know, so they they figure, okay, you know, we're going to really protect the quarterbacks this year. But these defensive linemen and these linebackers, these guys going out there, they have a job to do, all right? And their job is to tackle the quarterback. If you look at the play, all right, you got Brady running away from Grady, uh, number 97, all right, running away from him. So he grabbed him by his waist because he's actually escaping the sack, all right? He, his, his momentum kind of like swings his body around, and is the only way to make that tackle is to throw him down because he's running away from him. He's, like These quarterbacks do not want to get hit. All right, and I get it. It's Tom Brady, but in the moment, in a big moment in that type of game, you are trying to get the quarterback down. However, you have to get him down. These guys have a job to do. There was no um, uh, reckless intent intent to hurt the quarterback. You know, and I think the the league really needs to look at this because it's it's destroying games. You know, who knows? You know, people. These guys have jobs to do. You know, they have families to feed. It's not all about the quarterback position, and I get it. You want to protect those guys as much as possible, but this is a violent game, and violent things do happen from time to time, unfortunately. This wasn't a violent hit. I think the ref said, you know, he unnecessarily threw him down. How how are you supposed to make the tackle? Like, like, how, how are you supposed to make the tackle? What are you supposed to do? Lay him down gently while the game is
3: on the line.
4: Like what is going on
3: here? All right. uh, I I uh just
4: don't understand.
3: I'm sure I'm sure the ref will be reprimanded to some degree by the NFL. They'll say something to him privately or whatnot. Dwight, but how does that change the way you approach it though? You see something like this, you coming off the edge, you spin you there, you realize okay, I'm not gonna tee off on him. I'ma gently lightly take him down to the ground very softly. Because I, you know, whether it's Tom Brady or any other quarterback, how do you approach it? That's the
4: that's the bad part, man. Is that the be, people people look at these these things in slow motion key, and they say, "Well, he had time to pull up," or he had. Listen, most of us D linemen, we are fighting for our life. We are struggling against a guy who is. 350 60 pounds grabbing holding maybe you're fighting through a double team which takes complete maximum effort all right so that all happens within two and a half seconds there is split second like reaction time here so when you have already have given your maximum effort to either bull rush run around the corner as fast as you possibly can. It is literally impossible to all of a sudden have the thought process when you're going through all of that to then get to the quarterback and say, okay, wait, um, let's see here. Uh, I can't tackle him low. I can't take him high. I can't. Let me lay him down. You know, let me tuck my shoulder in and, and give him a nice soft. There ain't time for all of that. You just got to go out and make the tackle. Try your best not to hit him too low, you know, and try your best not to hit him too high. And then you got to pretty much let the chips where they fall, where they fall what happens is what happens. You know, there's not unless you're literally untouched and you're running at the quarterback, maybe then you can figure out a way to get him down. That is quote unquote, um, super legal within the parameters of how you get the guy down. And chances are, if you're thinking about all of that, you probably are going to miss the sack because you're having too much thoughts in your brain and you're sitting there like, oh, don't do that, don't do this. Oh, there he goes.
1: Going too These fast for all that, right?
4: Want to get
1: yeah, it's going mm-hmm. too fast for all that. Going too fast to be have a whole conference in your brain before you do any single thing. Dwight Free, seven-time Pro Bowler and uh, a Super Bowl champion, of course. And by the way, and in football, like, you know, all sports just an imposition of will. Who's going to impose the will on someone else? Combat sports, it's literal. Football, violence is part of it, right? Like, if you can sack the quarterback and take something out of him, why wouldn't you do that? Like, you're supposed to do that, but apparently not anymore. Um, How how do you feel when you hear Micah Parsons being compared to Lawrence Taylor? I have said, Dwight. And by the way, any pass rusher who's real, real good, as you know, is going to be compared to LT. You were, you were one of the people written about in the blind side, in Michael Lewis's blind side, which was, starts out about how LT changed everything, and that's when the left tackle became important. But I, I've said it. Micah Parsons reminds me of Lawrence Taylor. In fact, and people who have a problem with that comparison, tell me someone else who reminds you more of Lawrence Taylor at this point in his career than, L, than Micah Parsons. Can you? Well, I I just,
4: you know, I have a hard time, you know, comparing anybody to LT because LT is just one of those guys that's on another planet in my brain. Sure. You know, um, I grew up in LT. It's like kind of like the conversation with Michael Jordan when people like to compare people to
1: Michael Jordan. But you Dwight, know, still, hold on, Dwight, Dwight, real quick. Dwight, you're I, right. But Kobe was a lot like Kobe reminded us of Jordan for good reason. Now, damn, it's a yeah. lot like Jordan. Yeah. Um,
4: a hundred percent. So I understand the, the topic and I get it, you know, it's almost impossible not to kind of bring it up. I just hate it sometimes because it's just, you know, LT is on another planet and, and Micah is young guy in his career, still growing and still trying to be the best he can possibly be. But let's see where he is. I, I get it. The, com- the, the topic isn't who is better. So I, I get that. Now, that being said um, to your point, because of the fact that Micah plays that linebacker position, he's moving all around. And the way he's being dominant, as of right now, there is no other guy that you can compare any, you know, anyone closer to LT than him. All right. He's a guy who has an unrelentless motor. He moves from side to side. He goes on the left tackle. He goes on the right tackle. Sometimes he drops back in coverage. All right. He does a lot of things that LT, they would do with LT. Find a bad matchup on the offensive line, whoever can't block, and put him there and say, go win. All right. And that is what they're doing with Micah. So absolutely, um, I agree with you. It's just hard whenever anyone brings up, you know, a great, like, LT and then they
1: compare. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Best football player, young. best football player yeah. I've ever seen, Dwight. LT, you know I mean? That dude. And he did it more violently than Parsons. But then again, as you guys were just talking about, you can't, you're not allowed to do it as violently anymore, even if you could. All right. That, that's... No, exactly.
4: It's, different, it's a different game, different time. Um, but to your point, I think the closest guy right now, for sure, is Micah.
1: Micah, that's Dwight Freeney, ladies and gentlemen, seven-time Pro Bowl defensive end and Super Bowl champion. Thank you, appreciate it, Dwight.
4: Uh, no problem, guys. Take care.
1: Uh, but guys, if Dak is healthy enough to play in Philadelphia on Sunday night, division rival, division up in you know hanging in the balance, right? You could you could catch the Eagles. Which quarterback should start? Does Dak, I guess you just say whoever gets you the best back. chance to win that game. Are we sure that's <laughs> Dak? We're building.
0: Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
6: If I had to pick a team coming out the NFC, guys, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. In all three phases, they're playing really good football. That defense continued to do what they did all day, which was put a ton of pressure on Matthew Stafford.
4: You know, it's, it's disappointing to lose football games, there's no question,
5: but I do have a lot of trust and confidence in the guys in our locker room to get this thing turned around.
1: Keyshawn J Willimax, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You got a phone in your pocket; you can take us anywhere. Listen live. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Is is and by the way, congratulations to Jay Will. We haven't said that really officially on this show yet today. Congratulations, Jay Will. who yeah. is For the third time, a proud father. Yes, the third time. Yes, tremendous. Watching the Giants yesterday while. Well, it's so funny how it goes from the first time you have a kid and how everything revolves around that to the third time, you know, like you, know, you take a, tell a stranger here, hold this for a second, I got to tie my shoes. to baby, uh, <laughs> Jay was cool, calm, and collected. All right, yeah, guys, is the Dallas defense going to carry them all season? Is this what this is shaping up to be? One of these teams that rides the defense? I, look, I
3: I believe strongly believe that every championship team has a championship defense. I mean, you look at it. it, in, You know, you got Tom Brady won his championship down in Tampa Bay. Everybody wants to act like it was Brady. It was that defense in Todd Bowles. He made some nice throws. Mm -hmm. He threw for barely 200 yards. He managed the game. But it was the damn defense. Mm -hmm. When San Francisco got there with Jimmy Garoppolo, it was the defense. The Rams won last year because of the defense not because of Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald was, you know, Cooper Cup did good, but Aaron Donald was reckless and made that play at the end of the game. So I think the Cowboys have an opportunity to do something special with the defense, no matter who the quarterback is. As long as they can run the ball and play defense, I think they'll be fine. They got, they and, got a special Max.
1: front set, front four, especially. Yeah, Yeah, Harry.
2: You, you know, I was one of the guys who said before the season that the Cowboys weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. That they – Listen, they making me second-guess that now because watching that defense and how that defensive line gets after people, but then being able to have the people on the back end to cover as well. Uh, Last year, you know, they gave up some yardage that secondary this year. I don't think they're doing so much of that. But that defense is playing that much lights-out football that I think this team, if if, when that comes back and and, and things stays afloat, they can make a
3: deep run. Look, you got Lawrence. You got uh – Armstrong, Armstrong. You have uh, Michael Parsons, yep. and every now and then they slide in Anthony Barr, move him around, it allows Parsons to move around. Then the back end can hold up because if you getting if you're getting to the quarterback, your secondary you can have
1: just it's line garbage. Play, of course,
3: you can have garbage in the secondary if they get into that dude. You can hold up back there all day
1: long. That's why I well, always the, the, like the 49ers division. last year. The, the, the 49ers the
2: o- didn't have a good secondary last yeah. year. They had a front seven though.
1: Yeah, the, the line they, they, of they scrimmage, the line of scrimmage. That's why the O line and the deal it affects every part of the game. It makes your receivers better, your secondary worse, or vice versa. And and Micah Parsons, I know you're trying to shout out other guys too because you don't like you know like everyone's contributing. But there are some guys that it doesn't have no, to be no, a... no.
3: But it's not that everyone's not contributing. It's just that. Michael Parsons is makes everybody else right. That's no what question I'm saying about it. That. But those other guys have still got to get off. They can't get up there and be held up. They still got to beat their man too.
1: Like when the Rams got that pass rusher uh, when they had Aaron Donald on that first Super Bowl Josh, run they, Joseph with Joseph Day. No, no, no. That the young kid Fowler. At Flowers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, what's his name? You said it almost, the, but now you Dante, knocked it out of my head.
3: The, the, uh, Dante
1: Fowler. Oh, Fowler. Fowler. Yeah, Dante, Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler. Right, Dante Fowler's good, but on the Rams, he's real good because they have Aaron Donald. Micah Parsons, you already have Demarcus Lawrence on your on your line. You yep. add Parsons. That The number one guy I got to worry about is Parsons. Now Demarcus Lawrence is your second consideration? Good luck. Like, <laughs> that's something else. Guys, here is Mike McCarthy at the at the post game or at the at the yeah at the, at the post game press or on his defense's performance.
4: Uh, defensively, I, I thought we were outstanding, consistent. You know, in all five games. I mean, they they are definitely the the straw that's stirring this drink. I mean, they're they're they're, they're you know uh, we felt strongly come out last year about our our group and you know had a great off season and everything leading up to this. But uh, boy, they're just playing lights out. You know, we expected a you know, heavy run game uh, coming from the Rams. And, but when we had our opportunity to pressure, um, I thought our guys were outstanding. Obviously, the three takeaways were, were huge and a big part of our victory.
3: And think about when Dan Quinn was orchestrating the Seattle Seahawks defense. A lot of Correct. the credit, obviously, went to Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll is a defensive-minded head coach. But Dan Quinn and that unit that he had in Seattle was reckless. That's why he was able to get the job in Atlanta and now he's duplicating the same sort of thing in Dallas where he's gotten his guys 2 year 2 seasons ago he took over this football team that was Mike Nolan's personnel he tried to fit Mike Nolan's personnel into his scheme and it wasn't working now he has his guys from a year ago the second year in a row in this system so clearly right harry they're going to yep. be a different ball team a different ball club defensively than they were a year ago and even further back well especially when you you had a year under your belt in the system now guys could play
2: more freely now you can move guys around to different spots you can call more things but you look at this defense right now though key they're second in sacks they're second in creating turnovers and they are top eight top 10 defense uh, listen i I got to give them credit What credit is due. And I was that person that said they weren't going to make the playoffs. And I didn't think this defense could repeat exactly what they did last year. I think they're better than what they were last year.
3: Yeah, a lot of people, when Dak Prescott got hurt, finished, you know, the season's over. If they told you eight weeks the season's over, you're going to Cooper Rush at the quarterback spot, most people would say, yeah, and including me. It was like, ah, it's pretty much over. But then once they said Cooper Rush can win a game, and I said it all along, I said, if he could just beat Washington just give me one game because Dak was originally diagnosed as an eight-week ten-week guy then it became four weeks and I said just give me one game if Cooper Rush can give us one game and Dak can come back in a one and three something along those lines two and four it's a different
1: situation but now they're four and one with it in the four wins in their back pocket I never wrote them off because I felt like Parsons is the best player on the field a lot of weeks. If you, Like, the same thing with the Giants. A lot of weeks, Saquon's going to be the best player on either team. So that gives you a chance, right, if you, mm-hmm. other things are in place. And there are also, like, I think of James Bradbury, who used to be in the, was the Giants um, corner, on the Eagles now, right? You, you don't even have to be the best player. You're a tipping point. Now that you have him, Slayton can go do what he needs to do, and it's a tipping point type thing. Now it all clicks. When you have Parsons in there, it's a tipping point. Now, everyone else that you mentioned before, it all works, man. It's a problem since Dan Quinn's installed what he needed to install. Is Dak, if, if Dak is healthy enough on, you know, to play against Philly, I'm not starting him, not until Cooper Rush loses, but we'll see what happens. What does Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense need to do to get back on track against the Chiefs? From
0: your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday mornings starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space For no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel unsportsmanlike We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Coming up Tuesday, we will have a full breakdown of Monday Night Football Plus On the eve of the NHL regular season, Commissioner Gary Bettman joins the show. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Tuesday, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and now ESPNU. Coming up Tuesday, we will have a full breakdown of Kansas City's win over the Raiders. Plus, on the eve of the NHL regular season, Commissioner Gary Bettman joins the show. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Tuesday, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. And now ESPNU. Coming up Tuesday, we will have a full breakdown of the Raiders' unlikely win over the Kansas City Chiefs. What's up? Hey, how you doing, ah. ah, ah. We're into yes. extra content. Here I am do- doing reads. We have to record all kinds of stuff, and we're already into extra content. <clears throat> yes, we are so,
3: into traveling around the globe.
1: Yes, you are. You are globe trotting, or at least uh, country trotting. Nowadays, uh, yes. I hate bad travel, though. Yeah. Did you bad, have an experience bad, no, any recently? No,
3: I mean, not recently, but I've had experiences where I've traveled, and I've, whether it was people booking my flights for me and, and not booking the right way or hotels, you know, because I'm spoiled when it comes to the hotels. Bad <laughs> hotel I can't be in a bad hotel deal, man. I don't want to look up and, and it smells wet and mildewy. I'll leave. I'll get up and check out and go somewhere else in a heartbeat. <laughs> You know, or the uh, you walk into the hotel and they got the, the, the uh, air condition in the wall. Yeah. You know, the kind that's in the wall that you yeah. have to
1: turn on. Uh, through through the wall, A.C. Through the hey. wall. Hey. How you hey. get it <laughs> in
3: certain states, in cities, you know, small cities and states, you, you tend to get a hotel that you're not used to and you have to just deal with it because that's what it is. But if I can, Harry, if I can find it, I'm
1: going to do it. Harry, the first thing I do when I get into a hotel, first thing I do is I take – the cover sheet, or, I mean, the, the you know, the fitted sheet off, I check for bed bugs. That's number yep. one. I'm not putting my stuff down and putting stuff away until I make sure there's no, because you could see the bed bugs right. Okay, no bed bugs, good. Now we can look at stuff. But even, Harry, I don't know how you are, but even like the remote and stuff, I think of how many people touched it. <laughs> before I put any, my toothbrush out on the sink, I got to put the towel down, you know what I mean, and put everything on they top of that. They got plastic on them now. So, the
2: so I'll tell y'all, before COVID even started, though, I was the guy on airplanes and hotel rooms. I, I disinfect the room before I touch anything in there. Door handles, uh, air-conditioned thing on the wall. I, I wipe everything down. Re- definitely the remote control because you don't even know how many people grab that remote control. Restroom, I, have, I go to like a, a, a pharmacy nearby. I bleach the little tub. Even cause even, <laughs> I, I do everything.
1: You I do, do it, it all. Full clean. I uh I'm
2: picky about hotels and Harry,
1: and didn't you recently planes. have to climb up twenty flights of stairs in a hotel when you came yes, to New York? Yes,
2: yes. They they, they they canceled my reservation. It was bull jive. And I'm and I'm not gonna say the name or anything because we got it fixed and they treat me very well when I go back there now. So I had to go to a hotel across the street and it was a damn nightmare. Yeah, 20
1: yeah, that's
3: floors the, the 20. worst I stayed at a station casino in Vegas one time because I had my 70, 707 with the kids and i Ti right in that for yeah, stay with the kids I really was at the win but then all the kids in my 707 was at station casino based on the economics <laughs> yeah and they had me stand there because I felt bad I didn't want to leave them
1: yeah yeah I had to sleep in my clothes, man. The bed's just—I could do it. Not the same as no, the wind, right? I was to say. And stay, you stay—you stay at the special wind spot, right? Oh, With yeah. the special key and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice hotel. Automatic curtains and everything. From
0: your radio to your smart speaker and phone.
6: Now playing
0: ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN Two. Keyshawn J. Will and Max live weekday morning, starting at six Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Two.
1: I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts clearly better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> like it's not even a thing. Yeah. Jalen Hurts about to get the bag, and when Carson Wentz got the bag, it was like, uh. It's, the I, other I just, dude just won Super Bowl MVP. That's Dan's uh,
2: infatuation with Carson Wentz, man. Like, yeah. It's,
1: it's not Ross, even a question. A thing I, don't for Carson Wentz. I
3: don't understand when they when they look at players how they miss so badly on yeah. guys. Well, Wentz
1: looked fresh no, as hell that, saying, first time, that first time that first
3: year. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because if I look at Jalen Hurts and I look at Baker Mayfield and I look at Kyler Murray, and I go to Oklahoma, and I look at them at Oklahoma, Harry, Mm -hmm. what's different than what they did at Oklahoma versus what he did at Oklahoma? The same stuff. Right. (laughs) So how do you draft those two dudes as number one overall, but you take Jalen Hurts in the second round? Branding. It's it's the craziest thing ever. Because Jalen
1: Hurts lost the job. In college. Oh, but that's what God. it is. You're saying, how? There it is, right? What not, other reason do you I'm have? Not
3: looking at him losing the job. But that's, that's how they're
1: looking at it, right? It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But they keep hiring
1: these dudes. <laughs> All <laughs> right. unbelievable, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Oh, it's time to get money. Monday parlay key. Why don't you set it off? What's the first leg of the parlay we're doing as a show? I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, passing yardage over 278 in a hook. Mm. That's his total passing yards. So the right pass now, rush on, on in Vegas
1: though.
3: Yeah, that's okay. No, nah, not strong enough to stop. Man, he's getting ready to blitz them for about 400
0: yards.
1: That's how I feel too. Yeah. And uh, and to go along with that parlay, He's stay ripping their head off. Come on, man, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's but Patrick Mahomes. I think winds up this season 50 plus touchdowns, single digit interceptions. I I'm going for the over on touchdowns. Key. Four more touchdowns, he matches Troy Aikman for Aikman's career. And Aikman is calling the game. I know, different era. Different I get error, it. Come on. I get it. I get it. But for <laughs> his career. And there, Aikman was never, there was no one season where everyone said, that's the best player in football. But Mahomes has spent multiple seasons but where people hard, are like, that's the best player in football.
3: But it's hard to say that when you are playing at the same time. It's some of the quarterbacks that Aikman was playing No doubt, but yeah. Mahomes,
1: too, got Rodgers, Brady, Josh yeah. Allen. Everyone knows Mahomes. Yeah. Aikman's great. Mahomes better than Aikman. Aikman's great. Mahomes better than Aikman. You tell the playmaker that. He coming in in a minute. No question. I have no problem with that. Aikman's an all-time great, but Mahomes might be the best I've ever seen. All right. That, I'm taking the over on touchdown passes, two and a half. I think he's going for at least three through the air. What about you, uh, Harry? What do you have?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Devontae Adams, over six and a half catches. When I look at the Chiefs defense, Steve Spagnola, he loves to play man coverage, loves the blitz. I For, for Raiders to even have a chance in this game, Devontae Adams is going to have to have a 10-catch game and probably go for like 200 yards. So that's why I have him over in those regards.
1: By the way, Mahomes is 7-1 and one against the Raiders. He averages 318.3 passing yards per game and 2.8 passing touchdowns per game. But maybe he's a little worse at home. He has a 3-1 and one record at home, so 4-0 and and four and oh on the road. 263 and a half yards with 1.8 touchdowns per game at home against the Raiders. Guys, what is, the Raider, what is Derek Carr? Key, you love you some Derek Carr. And the Raiders' <laughs> offense have to do to get on track against the Chiefs. I like Derek Carr. Oh, you love you some <laughs> I Derek Carr. I knew it was I think coming. Derek Carr's one of your dudes, man. Come on. Man, y'all,
3: y'all be hating on Derek Carr. As if Derek Carr can't play, man, hey Harry so solid. Harry. No,
2: he, he act likes- last year, key. I remember, I got receipts. I remember receipts, just like Robert Sala. You, your, your infatuation with Derek Carr last year was on that level he's to the good. love. It wasn't like it was more so love, key. I remember. Oh
1: God, I've always liked Derek Carr. Y'all, y'all be hating <laughs> you Derek Carr, but you Carr. have certain guys just- like you like Matt Ryan. You just yeah. like <laughs> you. Same thing with Derek Carr, handoffs. So, Jalen Hurts. You have certain guys that are your guy. The way I like Joe Burrow, he's like that special love for that. Have dude. you? Seen some of the quarterbacks I played with in my career. I'm like,
3: come on, man. Seriously. But the question is about the offense what do they need to do? They got, first of all, they need to protect Derek Carr and they need to figure out how to get Devontae Adams involved all the time. Like, he has to get involved in order to help. Waller needs to get involved.
1: Renfro needs to continue to do what he's What's doing. What's that about, Key? Cooper Cup gets the ball. Right now, Matthew Stafford's throwing a pass to Cooper Cup somewhere, right? Why can't they get Devontae Adams the ball? That's his dude. But they well, want to play together. they did it week
3: one. They did it week one, and he threw yeah. three interceptions against the Chargers, forcing him to football. Then they pulled back in week two, and he only had two catches. But it wasn't his fault they lost against Arizona. Renfro fumbled the football. They was getting ready to go in and score. Yeah. Harry,
2: what well, do you think? I, I, well I'll say that when you look at the Raiders I would come up here and say they got to run the football effectively but the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one rushing defense in the National Football League so you're going to have to pass so protecting Derek Carr finding uh, Devontae Adams on um, first down, second down, third down, when he's double-covered, triple-covered, get a man a chance. He's proven time and time again that he can be that guy. Like, I just don't know how, they, how they're going to defend the Kansas City Chiefs, though. Patrick Mahomes, the last game, man, he hit eight different guys, uh, threw a pass to eight different guys, and the, the way he's diversifying the football and the way that they're actually playing, I don't see the Raiders even having a chance in this game. Yeah, I
3: think the Raiders, they're going to run muck on the Raiders. They're going to do something bad. They're going to do something bad to the Raiders. Yeah, for real. They, I, I just the Raiders. I mean, I know they won the game and in, in last week, and it looked a certain way. They, they got off the schnide, so to speak. But Kansas City, when they, when you look at the Chargers bouncing back, you know Denver struggling. They obviously want to fight for that second or third spot because they're not going to catch Kansas City at the number two spot.
1: They're just not also. Going, I mean at in, the number one spot. going into the season, imagine you're Patrick Mahomes. You had the worst season of your career, which is still top five in the league, but worst of your career last year. You had the worst performance in any big game of your career in the AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow goes to the Super Bowl, right? And that includes the Super Bowl that he lost because he had no O-line running for his life. He was the most spectacular player in that Super Bowl, Mahomes. But he looked bad against the Bengals. You're coming off that. You hear all the whispers. Josh Allen's favorite to win MVP – other people who aren't taking Josh Allen are taking either Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson. Those are all the sexy picks. And you're Mahomes sitting there going, I'm better than all these. I'm the baddest <laughs> dude there is. Look at the resume, right? Now the season starts. Oh, Josh Allen's incredible against the Rams. By week two, Mahomes is favored, right? Now Lamar jumps out in front. Oh, my God, Lamar said it. Now who's favored to win? Like, all Mahomes does is kill the game, and he knows there are three dudes in his conference that people are now looking at before him a lot of times. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. And I think he's going to make a statement on a nationally televised primetime game tonight in front of Troy Aikman. He's going to throw... Probably four touchdown passes and catch him right, maybe five, and pass him right in front of Troy Aikman on Monday night football. It's like too perfect.
3: How, how long did Troy play? 11 years, 12 he, years? More than 10. He played a long time. Yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting, though. But, but if you wasn't throwing the ball to the playmaker or, or a it, he was Halvin it to Harper. Yeah. Well, Freaky Harp wasn't there before a hot second, though. No, it's a the, different time. The, yeah, the playmaker, passing the playmaker ball, yeah. was the one. He was the one getting all the rocks. And mm-hmm. the playmaker was getting the ball, and they was turning around handing it to Emmett.
1: Yeah, I mean, also in this Number day and age, all the passing records going to happen with the more, more modern offenses because they pass the ball But more. I'm
3: just saying, Patrick Mahomes only been in the league like six
1: years. F- four as a starter. Four as a starter. No longer than that. Well, this five, is his five, fifth. Five, this here. is his fifth as a starter. But he has four six complete years, as a fifth. starter. Dude, got he 167
3: is that man.
1: Get business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com. Greeny coming up right now. Per-
0: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere you are.